Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Jesus 911 Monday Show. My name is Jess Romero, Paul Clay, Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us, protect us. St. Joseph, Chair of Demons, pray for us and protect us. Paul, we've got, an, we've got a show today that's just going to be eye opening. Yes. It's, yeah. It's called the, the show, the, the, there's an article called The Manufacturing of a Mass Psychosis. Can sanity return to an insane world? The way I look at it is this way, Paul. The battle is for the human mind. The devil wants us to have a psychotic mind. Jesus wants us to have a renewed mind. Yes. The battle is for the mind. That's what we'll be talking about. Comment. Oh, absolutely, Jess. It, uh, that's where the battlefield begins. Uh, and sacred scripture tells us that, you know, we should capture every thought and bring it under under the, the, the lordship of Christ. You know, uh, the mind is is powerful and, and, and essentially um, so goes the mind, so to speak. So goes your spiritual life. And so that's why, you know, the saints of old just would contemplate scripture. J- David said, thy word have I hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against thee. He renewed his mind with 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 scripture. And uh, and I, I, I so, yes, that is where the battlefield is. And it's going to be, like you said, an eye opening day because this uh, this last article is um, is very interesting. And uh, saints pay attention and wake up, grab your notebook and. Uh, and start uh, taking some notes on this one. That's right. The article's called The Manufacturing of a Mass Psychosis. Uh, and here it goes. Okay. The, mass, the masses have never thirsted after truth. They turn aside from evidence that is not to their taste, preferring to deify error if error seduced them. Think about everything that's happening right now with the scandemic. Okay. The Great yep. Reset. Whoever can supply them with illusions is easily their master. Whoever attempts to destroy their illusions is always their victims. By the way, Paul, this has been proven in uh, sociological group studies that most people are sheeple and and most people don't even have a truth compass. Their truth compass is broken. And the Bible says that the reason most people cannot access truth, Romans 1.18, they suppress the truth because they're wicked. Comment? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Listen, uh, when you said that their moral compass is broken, that's why, you know, in the church, we talk about the formation of conscience. It's important to uh, train up in the child in the way that he should go, as sacred scripture tells us. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And the flip side of that is true, Jess. If you don't train up your children, if you don't prepare them and give them what they need in this battle— um, they're going to be uh, easily led astray like sheep. That's right. <clears throat> the article says diseases of the body can spread through a population and reach epidemic proportions, but so too can diseases of the mind. And of these epidemics of the latter variety, the mass psychosis is the most dangerous. During a mass psychosis, madness, madness becomes the norm in a society 
and delusionary beliefs spread like a contagion. You don't believe me? Watch the army, uh, people in the army today, the, the LGBT uh, people in their wearing uh, pumps and high heels with their fatigues. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't believe that mass psychosis is dangerous, just take a look at some of the Army's pictures right now of the recruits. Yeah. And I like, listen, what he says, madness becomes the norm because no sane mind can look at that and make sense out of it, Jess, and say, oh, oh this is normal. When you have uh, con- gender confusion, all of these things, these ideas that just uh, a generation ago would have been flatly rejected and uh, and sent packing, now, uh, it, you know, uh, it's being pushed as the norm. This is the norm for society. Uh, they're also imposing these viewpoints uh, on our church. And, you know, we have to remember that, uh, uh, you know, sacred scripture tells us, you know, do not be conformed to this world. Uh, we need to be conformed uh, to, the, to the image of Christ. We need to listen to the word of God and not be conformed to the world. That's right. It's, it says, but as delusions can take many forms and as madness can manifest in countless ways, the specific manner in which a mass psychosis unfolds will differ, will differ based on the historical and cultural context of the infected society. I would say that we're a diabolically infected society right now, Paul. In the past, mass psychosis has led to, have led to witch hunts, genocides, and even dancing manias. But in the modern era, it is the mass psychosis of totalitarianism that is the greatest threat. So let me define totalitarian for you based on this article. Totalitarianism is the modern phenomenon of total centralized state power coupled with the obliteration of individual human rights. In the, in the totalized state, there are those in power... And there are the objectified masses, the victims. Here's my take. There's, there's a few examples of the mass psychosis, or a few examples of the mass psychosis. In, is, is Secular humanists, for example, believe marijuana is medicine. It's their Eucharist. It's their, yep. it's, it's their wonder drug. Again, there you go. Mass psychosis. You also have many. Here's another example of mass psychosis. Many people believe killing an unborn child is a medical procedure. Mass psychosis. Many people believe that two men getting married is love, an expression of love, mass psychosis. Uh, 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 Another example, you can simply think that you're the opposite gender and believe this creates your reality, mass psychosis. Paul, there's been a diabolical disorientation that has affected a large swath of society. Absolutely, Jess, and um, uh, we talk about this all the time. Uh, You know, when it just that last part you read when you define totalitarianism, if you look at a a, a state like North Korea and you see the imbalance there, Jess, you see how uh, Kim Jong un is uh, he's deified, he's he's you know, uh, the people look at him as if he's God, and yet, and and the normal people, you know, basically they assume the role of children, Jess, they they they. Uh, uh, they do whatever is told, and fear is one of the main components there. And this is what you see in totalitarian, uh, totalitarianism. Uh, this is how it thrives, because right now, with this pandemic, 
fear is is something that they're pumping to us, you know, fear, fear, fear. And when people are afraid, they readily give up their rights. We say that often, but we need to say it again. Fear is not of God. Faith and fear are not compatible. Okay, and I'm not talking about the reverential fear that we have for God, fear and respect. I'm talking about being afraid. Fear not. That's right. We're talking about the servile fear that comes yes. from, from, from the diabolical. Yes. Uh, in a totalitarian society, the population is divided into two groups, the rulers and the ruled. And both groups undergo a pathological transformation. The rulers are elevated to an almost godlike status, which is diametrically opposed to our nature, as imperfect beings who are easily corrupted by power. The masses, on the other hand, are transformed into dependent subject of these pathological rulers and take on a psychologically regressed and childlike status. Case in point, Hannah Arendt, one of the 20th century's preeminent scholars of this form of rule, called totalitarianism an, an attempted transformation of human nature itself, but this attempted transformation only turns sound minds into sick minds. For as Dutch medical doctor who studied the mental effects of living under totalitarianism wrote, quote, there is in fact much that is comparable between the strange reactions of the citizens of totalitarianism and their culture as a whole on the one hand and the reactions of the sick schizophrenic on the other. Paul, you see it right now with the put on a mask, get six feet apart, uh, safe social distancing, Keep your kids in school. They're going to get sick. Put on a mask. Get away from me. You're going to kill me. People, Paul, we're seeing the rape of the mind right now in America. Absolutely. Um, and it's sad. Uh, I wouldn't have thought in a million years just that Americans would just go for it so easily. But this has been something that's been going on for a while. Um, they have been, and, and, and the other thing, Jess, is they're using mass media in order to condition us. Uh, people are so addicted to whatever the media says. And uh, I think you talked about it in the beginning where people, um, you know, um, uh, it, you know, if it's if it's what they're conditioned for, they're going to accept it and swallow it. And when they hear a dissenting voice, we're going to somehow become the enemy. And that's what you see. We're we're the enemies. You know, Jesus said um, uh, it says in sacred scripture that if the sun shall set you free, Jess, you shall be free indeed. Totalitarianism is exactly the opposite. It is a world system of slavery, Jess. Uh Jesus 911, stick around. We're talking more about the renewal of the mind or the rape of the mind. We'll be back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, Dial 888-526-2151. 2,000 years of speaking the truth and charity, the Roman Catholic Church. Two soldiers for Christ. We will speak the truth until we drop dead, until our heart stops. Paul, there's a, a, a fascinating article. It's called The Manufacturing of a Mass Psychosis. Can Sanity Return to an Insane World? 
we want to rip through us, then, then we want to make some comments about this article. It is that good. Yep. <clears throat> it reads, the social transformation that unfolds after totalitarianism, under totalitarianism, is built upon and sustained by delusions. For only deluded men and women regress to the childlike status of obedient and submissive subjects and hand over complete control of their lives to politicians and bureaucrats. Describes everything right now. Only mm -hmm. a deluded ruling class will believe that they possess the knowledge, wisdom, and acumen to completely control society in a top-down manner. And only when under the spell of delusions would anyone believe that a society composed of power-hungry rulers on the one hand and a psychological regressed population on the other will lead to anything other than mass suffering and social ruin. Paul? But what triggers the psychosis is totalitarianism. Oh, what, but, but what triggers the psychosis of uh, totalitarianism? As was explored in the previous video uh, of this series, the mass psychosis of totalitarianism begins in a society's ruling class. The individuals that make up this class, be it politicians, bureaucrats, or crony capitalists, are very prone to delusions that augment their power. And no delusion is more attractive to a power-hungry than the delusion that they can and should control and dominate society. When a ruling elite becomes possessed by a political ideology of some sort, be it communism, fascism, or technocracy, the next step is to induce the population into accepting their rule by infecting them with the mass psychosis of totalitarianism. This psychosis has been induced many times throughout history. Uh, and as uh, Mirlo explains, it is it simply a question of recognizing and manipulating collective feelings in the proper way. You know, just um, just a quick comment before we continue. Um, this 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 mass psychosis uh, and this idea that uh, you know there's there's people that can rule over us and rule over the masses. I've heard Scott Hahn say several times, history does not repeat itself but it does rhyme. And when we look at just a generation ago, uh, not that long ago at all, when we look at the Mussolini's and the Hitler's and uh, these people that have risen up, uh, the Stalin's, the, you know, Lenin, uh, uh, these things have happened in the past and they can and will happen again because history tends to just echo and just it recapitulates and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And as we're moving toward the end times, we're going to see uh, uh, things that made what, what occurred in World War II look like child's play, in my opinion. You can take that one to the bank. 100% agree with you. <clears throat> this article is based, it looks like uh, it's based on an, a book by by Juiced Merlu. His book's called The Rape of the Mind, and this article is taken from that book, The Rape of the Mind. It says, the general method by which the members of a ruling elite can accomplish this end is called menticide, with the etymology of this word being a killing of the mind. Mm. And, and as, and as uh, Juice Merlu further explains, menticide 
is an old crime against the human mind and spirit, but systematized anew. It is an organized system of psychological intervention and judicial perversion through which a ruling class can imprint their own opportunistic thoughts upon the minds of those they plan to use and destroy. Priming a population for the crime of menticide begins with the sowing of fear. When an individual is flooded with negative emotions such as fear or anxiety, he or she is very susceptible to a descent into the delusions of madness. Threats real, imagined, or fabricated can be used to sow fear. But a particularly effective technique to, is to use waves of terror. Under this technique of sowing fear is staggered with periods of calm. But each of these periods of calm is followed by the manufacturing of an even more intense spell of fear and on the process and on the process goes. Merlu writes, each wave of terrorizing creates its effects more easily after a breathing spell than the one that preceded it because people are still disturbed by their previous experience. Morality becomes lower and lower and the psychological effects of each new propaganda campaign become stronger. It reaches a public already softened up. This is exactly what's happening in California, Paul. California has been told, ordered this weekend to lock it down again. And we, we used to hear those uh, words in the county jail, Paul, when we were young rookie cops. Uh, lock down, lock down, uh, you know, module 3300, yeah. lock it down. Paul, this is jail talk. Yes, this, yes. This Sunday they locked down Los Angeles once again and ordered everybody to mask up. What this guy says, I mean, they give you a breathing spell. And then yes. they go back again. They sow fear. They sow fear and propaganda. Yes. Give you a little breathing room. Then they come back again with the psychological effects. Well, again, when we look at our, our salvation history and we see that God sent Moses the deliverer to free the people of Israel from the bondage of slavery, Jess. They were, sl they were physically slaves. And God sent Moses to free them. And we know that, in, you know, as far as typology goes, uh, Jesus then being the ultimate fulfillment of that, the deliverer who frees us, frees our minds, frees us, our spirits, sets us free from the bondage of sin and death. Okay, uh, the devil is working overtime on not only trying to uh, captivate our minds and, and, and spiritually enslave us, Jess, but he's he's also attempting to physically enslave us. Uh, Satan works completely opposite of what uh, of what God is doing. And, and this is what you see acting out in our life right now. And that's why it's important for us who are the beloved in Christ to cling to the word of God, because Jesus says the truth is going to set you free. We shall, you know, we need to know the truth. Yeah, and the truth of the, is a person. Paul, pick it up. Continue on that, uh, this, this great article. Yes. While fear primes a population for menticide. I like that. Uh, I like that term, menticide. I love it. Yeah, the killing of the mind, right? Yeah. The use of propaganda to spread misinformation and to promote confusion with respect to the source of the threats and the nature of the crisis helps to break down the minds of the masses. Government officials, this sounds so familiar, Jess. This Government is us right now. This is us. Yes. 
government officials and their lackeys in the media can use contradictory reports, nonsensical information, and even blatant lies as, uh, as the more they confuse, the less capable will a population be to cope with the crisis and diminish their fear in a rational and adaptive manner. Confusion, in other words, heightens the susceptibility of a descent into the delusions of totalitarianism. Or as Mirlu explains, logic can be met with logic, while illogic cannot. It confuses those who think straight. The big lie and mono, uh, mo uh, monotonously monotonous, repeated yeah, yeah. Non uh, nonsense have more emotional appeal mm. than logic and reason. While the mm. people still searching for a reasonable counter-argument to the first lie, the, the totalitarians can assault them with another. And that's what we're getting, lie after lie after lie. And if you notice, Jess... To keep us on our heels, Paul. They always want to keep yeah. us on our heels. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, and how many times do we confront them? You know, we say that we don't want to confuse them with the facts, but we give them the facts. And it's almost like people who have... Uh, you know, uh, you know, on the other side, because that's who are bringing us into this socialist totalitarian type rule. They don't they don't um, combat uh, uh, logic with logic. They give us some nonsensical uh, um, nonsense that doesn't make sense. And yet they repeat it over and over and over again as if it's the truth. When they get caught red handed with the facts, they don't care. They just act like it doesn't exist. That's right. Two teams in the world. First John 310, sons of God, sons of Satan. It's right in the Bible. You don't believe me? Open up your Bible. Never yep. be the article says never before in history have such effective means existed to manipulate a society into the psychosis of totalitarianism. Smartphones and social media, television and the internet, all in conjunction with algorithms that quickly censor the flow of unwanted information. Allow those in power to easily assault the minds of the masses. What is more, the addictive, na addictive nature of these technologies means that many people voluntarily subject themselves to the ruling elite's propaganda with a remarkable frequency. Modern technology teaches man to take for granted the world he's looking at. He takes no time to retreat and reflect. Technology lures him on, dropping him into its wheels and movements. No rest, no meditation, no reflection, no conversation, I dare say no prayer. The senses are continually overloaded with stimuli. By the way, studies also show it causes depression. Man doesn't learn to question his world anymore. The screen offers him answers ready-made. Uh, God, uh, Paul, God speaks to us in silence. That's what the Bible says yep. in 1 Kings 19. That's always yep. been Catholic teaching, and modern technology does not make that possible. Yes, continuing. But there is a further step the would-be totalitarian rulers can take to increase the chance of totalitarian psychosis. And this is to isolate the victims and to disrupt normal social interactions. Hmm... When, when alone and lacking normal interactions with friends, family, and co-workers, an individual becomes far more susceptible to delusions uh, uh, for several reasons. Firstly, they lose contact with the corrective force of the positive example. For not everyone is tricked 
by the machinations uh, of the ruling elite. And the individuals who see through the propaganda can help free others from the mendicidal assault. If, however, isolation is enforced, the power of these positive examples greatly diminishes. But another reason that isolation increases the efficacy of menticide is because, like many other species, human beings are more easily conditioned into new patterns of thought and behavior when isolated, or as Mirlu explains, with regards to the the psychologist Ivan uh, Pavlov's work on behavioral conditioning. Jesus 911, two-man car. This is happening right now. Listen up. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911. The Lord Jesus Christ wants us to live with a renewed mind. Amen. The devil wants to rape our mind. Yep. And the devil is using, right now, the world system at large to rape the human mind. Yes. Great article that we're sharing, myself and Paul Clay, two-man car here, want to get everybody to heaven. That's what we're doing here on Jesus 911. We want to get every single listener to heaven. We want you to know Jesus, know the teachings of the Holy Catholic Church, live in a state of grace, die in yes. a state of grace, and get to heaven. Yes. That's, our, that's our goal. The article, you can get it from my show page, jesseromero.com or vmpr.com. The article is called, The Manufacturing of a Mass Psychosis Can Sanity Return to an Insane World? This author did his homework. We yes, he up. did. Yeah. Paul, Let's you were talking about Pavlov's work. Pavlov. Continue. Right. He made another significant discovery. The conditioned reflex could be developed most easily in a quiet laboratory with a minimum of disturbing stimuli. Every trainer of animals knows this from his own experience. Isolation and the patient repetition of stimuli are required to tame wild animals. The totalitarians have followed this rule. They know that they can condition their political victims most quickly if they are kept, and here it is, in isolation. The article continues, alone, confused, and battered by waves of terror, a population under an attack of menticide, but what was the definition of menticide again? It was the killing of the mind. That's right. Ment- uh, a population under an attack of menticide, the killing of the mind, descends into a hopeless and vulnerable state. The never-ending system of propaganda turns minds, once capable of rational thought, into playhouses of irrational forces, and with the chaos swirling around them and within them, the masses crave a return to a more ordered world. The would-be totalitarians, that's why I tell people, shut off mainstream media. Shut it off. Don't yep. Disconnect completely. Uh, the article says, the would-be totalitarians can now take the decisive step. They can offer a way out and a return to order in a world that seems to be moving rapidly in the opposite direction. But all this comes at a price. The masses give up their freedom and cede control of all aspects of life to the ruling elite. They must relinquish their capacity to be self-reliant individuals who are responsible for their own lives and become submissive and obedient subjects. 
The masses, in other words, must descend into the delusions of the totalitarian psychosis. Totalitarianism is man's escape from the fearful realities of life into the virtual womb of the leaders. The individual's actions are directed from this womb, from the inner sanctum. Man need no longer assume responsibility for his own life. The order and logic of the prenatal world reign. There is a peace and silence, the peace of utter submission to the totalitarian cult. Paul? But the order of a totalitarian world is a pathological order. By enforcing a strict conformity and requiring a blind obedience from its citizenry, totalitarianism rids the world of the spontaneity that produces many of life's joys and the creativity that drives society forward. The total control of this form of rule, no matter under what name it is branded, be it ruled by scientists or doctors, politicians, bureaucrats, or a dictator, breeds stagnation, destruction, and death on a mass scale. And so perhaps the most important question facing the world is how can totalitarianism be prevented? And if a society has been induced into the early stages of this mass psychosis, can the effects be reversed? <sighs> only through Jesus, only through his yeah. grace. Yeah. While one can never be sure of the prognosis of a collective madness, there are steps that can be taken to help effectuate a cure. This task, however, necessitates many different approaches from many different people. For just as the menticidal attack is multi-pronged, so too must be the counterattack. According to Carl Jung, by the way, he's not a Catholic, he was a psychologist and he was a secular humanist. But he says something pretty good here. For those of us who wish to help return sanity to an insane world, the first step is to bring order to our own, to our own minds yes. and to live in a way that provides inspiration for others to follow. Here's what he said. It is not for nothing that our age cries out for the Redeemer personality, for the one who can emancipate himself from the grip of the collective psychosis and save at least his own soul, who lights a beacon of hope for others, proclaiming that there is at least one man who has succeeded in extricating himself from the fatal identity with the group Psyche. By the way, Carl Jung, who's no Catholic or follower of God, he just described our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior to a T. Amen. Amen. Yes, I was, I was saying, and that one man is Jesus Christ the righteous. He's the, he's the one man who overcame the world, right? And, uh, and he's the one who tells us if he overcame the world, we too will overcome the world. As a matter of fact, in, you know, we are members of his mystical body. Amen. That's a promise. That's not a, yes. that's not an opinion. That's a promise. Paul, continue. Yeah. But assuming one is living in a manner free of the grip of the psychosis, there are further steps that can be taken. Firstly, information that counters the propaganda should be spread as far and wide as possible. For the truth is more powerful than the fiction of falsities peddled by the would-be totalitarian rulers, and so their, successes, their success is in part contingent on their ability to censor the free flow of information. Hmm. Another tactic is to use humor and ridicule uh, to de delegitimize the ruling elite 
uh, or as Mir Lu explains, we must learn to treat the demagogue and aspirant dictators in our in our midst with the, the weapon of ridicule. The demagogue uh, uh, himself is almost incapable of humor of any sort, and if we treat him with humor, he will begin to collapse. It kind of reminds me of AOC, Jess. <laughs> You're, yeah, you're right, and and that and that's why people do treat her. They just basically dismiss her. Yes, no sense of humor either in her. Yeah, Paul. But this tactic here that's that's mentioned by the author J- Juice Merlu, this is actually a Sololinsky tactic in his book Rules for Radicals. This is rule number mm. five. He says ridicule is man's most potent weapon. It's hard to counteract, and it infuriates the opposition, which then reacts to your advantage. Let's continue. A tactic recommended by Vaclav Havel, a political dissident under communist rule who later became president of Czechoslovakia, is the construction of what are called parallel structures. In Catholicism, we call this social structures of sin, but it means the same Mm -hmm. thing. It says, a parallel structure is any form of organization, business, institution, technology, or creative pursuit that exists physically within a totalitarian society, yet morally outside of it. In communist Czechoslovakia, Havel noted that these parallel structures were more effective at combating, at combating totalitarianism than political action. Furthermore, when enough parallel structures are created, a second culture or parallel society spontaneously forms and functions as an enclave of freedom and sanity within a totalitarian world. Or as Havel explains in his book, The Power of the Powerless. Paul, pick it up. Uh, What else are parallel structures than an area where a different life can be lived? A life that is in harmony with its own aims and which in turn structures itself in harmony with those aims. What else are those initial attempts at social self-reorganization than the efforts of a certain party of society to rid itself of the self-sustaining aspects of totalitarianism and thus to extricate itself radically from its involvement in the totalitarian system. Let me give you an example of that. And this pains me. It breaks my heart to say that. that la- those last two paragraphs, the, he, he, here's the fact. The Democrat Party is a socialist party. They're a totalitarian structure right now in the U.S. They control all the levers of power. Yep. This is painful for me to say. The U.S. bishops are a parallel structure that is in harmony with the totalitarian Democrats. Yes, they have been infiltrated. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah they have been infiltrated. And that's not everybody, but that's yeah. just, you know, the, 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 uh, those who wield players. most yeah. of the power. There you go. The Washington, D.C. guys, Chicago, the... Yeah, yep. the, the centers of power. Uh, and so this, this de- paragraph, or these last two paragraphs, described by Justin Juice Merlu, to me it describes, again, the Democrat totalitarian power in this country, that party, and the way yep. the U.S. bishops are simply a parallel structure okay. that, do- that does their bidding. Go ahead and wrap it up, Paul. 
Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah. But above all else, what is required to prevent a full descent into the madness of totalitarianism is action by as many people as possible. For just as the ruling elite do not sit around passively, but instead take deliberate steps to increase their power, so too an active and concerted effort must be made to move the world back in the direction of freedom. This can be an immense challenge in a world falling prey to the delusions of totalitarianism. But as Thomas Paine noted, tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with, a, with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. That was Thomas Paine. Okay, Jess, that article says a lot. I encourage everybody to go back and read that and reread it because uh, uh, it, it, it is so descriptive of what is going on today. But I think we have the antidote, Jess. I think we we in Christ have the solution to all of this. And we have been, uh, you know, Jesus tells us to be in the world, but not of the world. Um, you know, uh, so here, you know, we're one of those forces that opposes this because even though we're living, we might be living in a totalitarian type, at least movement at this time. It's not fully totalitarian here in this country, but even though we're living under that right now and experiencing it, we do not subscribe to its uh, ideology. We have a higher call, and that is the call of Christ. Amen. Jesus 911, this is why. The Bible calls us to renew our mind. Renew yes. our mind. Stick around. We'll give you some analysis. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. This is why St. Paul, Paul, talks about uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Yes. That you may prove what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. The yes. battle is for the mind. That's the chessboard of life. The devil wants to manipulate, deceive, and he wants to deform your your mind, your moral conscience. God, on the other hand, wants to give you purity of thought. He wants to give you goodness, beauty, and truth in your mind. He wants your mind to operate in a way that you think about holiness and piety and reverence. Yes, this yes. is the whole battlefield, Paul. It's the Amen. Mind. The mind is a chessboard. Yeah. Let me just read uh, from sacred scripture here a couple yep. of things, Jess. This is First um, John chapter 2. Love not the world, neither the things uh, that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but the world. And the world is passing away, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Continuing, dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. But if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. 
but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is Christ. Such a person is antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. Jess, I got to tell you that when you apply this and meditate on these, these verses of Scripture, you realize this is what's going on right now in the world. Uh, this is the spirit of antichrist. Uh, we, we've seen an assault on the church just uh, oh, never that we've never seen in our lifetime. Now, don't get me wrong. The church has seen it in the past. It has always seen it. If you just go through the annals of church history, you see how Satan just attacks and attacks and attacks. And what happens is these attacks get larger and larger, and these these types of antichrists get bigger and bigger until one day the the antichrist is manifested, and that's what we see going on in the world today. So people do not have a false security in thinking that you know oh stuff that happened in the past we're way, we're way beyond that we're we're so woke now about things we are heading right down that path, and the stage is set. That's right. Uh, and so as a, as a Catholic, what do you want to do? You want to renew your mind in Christ, not in the world. The yes. secular world, the right. devil, and even your own flesh, they, they, they want to greatly influence your mind. But you've got to reject these three influences, the unbelieving yep. world, your disordered passions, and the devil. Yes. You have to every single day through prayer and an act of the will follow Jesus Christ Put your Catholic Christian faith into daily, minute-by-minute practice by the way you think, by the way you act, by the way you pray. And this is going to change everything, the way you look at everything. Because remember, the battle being waged by Satan against you is to take control of your mind. And he uses the world to do that, the world system. Because if Satan can control your mind... Through this godless government, he can control your heart. And so unless you renew your mind through prayer, through sacrament, through a life of virtue and the practice of your Catholic faith, then you're not going to be able to fight the diabolical attacks that are coming at us right now. You and won't even realize you won't even realize there is there is a, a battle going on. You'll just, you know, kind of like the frog in the water. It just this is kind of status quo, the norm. You know, just uh, you know those verses that I read. Just listen to this one. Who is the liar? It is he who denies that Jesus is Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. So, Jess, we've seen a tendency now under this idea of ecumenism. And we call it a false ecumenism here that, uh, you know, uh, that somehow all religion is on an equal footing and we should not offend nor even try to convert those who might ascribe to something else. But Jesus is the one who says, if you deny me, you deny the father that sent me. And so when you look at example like Islam, Islam in the Quran says God's name is Allah. And Allah was neither begotten, nor has he begotten anyone. Yet we know that Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. And Jesus said, if you deny me that, if you, if you, you know, if you deny that fact, then you deny the Father. 
So uh, those two are incompatible. And yet we see a trend of more and more prelates are saying, oh, you know, we're just one big happy family, Jess. This is Luciferianism. This is, hey, everything is good. Let's let's approach God whatever way we want. Let's uh, let's build a tower to heaven and do our own thing. And that's never been taught by the Catholic Church. If if you renew your mind, you're going to be able to pursue and live a life of virtue, a virtuous life. If you don't renew your mind in Christ, you're going to follow your disordered passions and your disordered emotions. St. Yes. Augustine says, if you conquer your mind in Christ, the world lies at your feet. But Amen. notice, the mind has to be conquered first. Unfortunately, Paul, many people in our society are manip being manipulated by our godless, socialist, secular, humanist government. Yep. Why? Because many people in our society, many Americans, have a malformed conscience. Yep. Or, or they have a, a lax conscience. They're just too lazy to think about the, the, the deep issues of life. Or they have a suppressed conscience. They live, right. in, a state, they live in a state of denial. Okay? Yes. And, and they rationalize sin. Or, or they have a deformed conscience which basically means their faith has never been formed by the Word of God. Or, yes. or, they, or they have a, a scrupulous conscience. Yes. You know, where they, you know, they, they see everything as a sin and they suffer from this perpetual guilt. Or they have a conscience like Pharaoh. It, 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 it's, I would call that a dead conscience, a non-functioning conscience, where your heart is completely hardened. But as Catholics, we're called to have a God conscience. Amen. A God conscience is a healthy conscience. It's a conscience formed by the Word of God that responds in a proper manner to good actions as well as evil actions that we call sin. And a healthy conscience, after the, the commission of some personal sin, it gives you the inner sense of guilt. Paul, many people that I talk to, they have no sense of guilt because they don't have a, a God conscience. Their God well, conscience, it's broken. Well, Jess... This has been uh, this has been systematically uh, forced upon people. Uh, again, we live in a post-Christian era, which means that you know uh, at some point, you know they basically said we don't want God anymore. There's no prayer in public schools. You can't. Uh, uh, there's no prayer in in the public arena anymore. They're pushing that away and. Uh, kind of like Psalm one, where let us, you know, let us, you know, basically uh, push away from God. And it says God looks at heaven and He laughs when man does this because, and He doesn't laugh as in enjoying it, but He's like, really, this is just ridiculous. In Him we both move and breathe and have our being, and yet man wants to push away from God and and basically declare His independence. We don't need God, and so what they've done, Jess is they have redefined normalcy. They have taken the high ground. They've taken our schools our, uh, from public schools all the way through college, and they are now indoctrinating us to this secular human viewpoint, this secular human viewpoint that we are now seeing the fruits of that those philosophical views. We're seeing men parade around in high heels. We're seeing, uh, I mean, you name it it's, it, it's out there because we basically said we don't need God to determine. We don't need the word of God that says he created man male and female. We, we believe in LGBTQ and, and I don't know how many other letters. This 
is what's going on, folks. Open your eyes. Take the red pill and 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 join us in the fight to free people's minds because it's it's just like the movie The Matrix, where people have basically, you know, the people who took uh, who were woke up and 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 see what's going on. Well, we're trying to wake people up so that you can see what's going on and that you can join the right team and and join in the fight to liberate men and women because our our souls, our eternity is literally on the line. We have to make an act of the will every single day as Catholic Christians to make a conscious effort to surrender our lives to Jesus Christ. And that means our mind, complete control of body, heart, soul, and mind through prayer and an act of the will to the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to stay in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ 24 hours a day, seven days a week. How do you do that? You do that by meditative prayer, contemplative prayer throughout the day. Everything you do has to go through and be approved by the filters of the Word of God. In in other words, if you have a desire to have a few drinks, then first talk to Jesus about it. If you want to watch some filthy programs on TV, first ask Jesus Mm. his opinion. If you want to hang around with some godless friends, first ask Jesus what he thinks about it. He will definitely talk to your mind. He will talk to your heart. He will talk to your moral conscience. He will talk to your character. He will talk to that part of you that wants to lead a godly life. He will talk very loud and very clearly to everything that goes into making you a child of God and helping you become the best version of yourself. Because what does God want from us? Holiness. And what does God want from us? Salvation. That's right. And remember what sacred scripture says, friends with the world is enmity towards God. The world's viewpoints and and, and, and these these uh, themes that the, the uh, these... Um, uh, philosophical viewpoints of the world. They're not consistent with Christianity. They're not consistent with the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so uh, again, the best way to recognize these things is to know the truth. Uh, you know, uh, dive into the word of God and meditate it. Thy word have I hidden in my heart, David said, so that I might not sin against thee. It's the word of God that sets us free. Um Put on the helmet of salvation, you know, the breastplate of righteousness, the uh, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, the shoes of peace. Uh, sacred scripture gives us all those promises and weapons in order to do to combat these things. That's a wrap. Jesus 911. Up next, Gary Machuda hands on apologetics. Please read this article. Go to my show page or VMPR. Read this article. Spread it. We have to not be part of this insane, psychotic world. Well, EOW, 10-7, we're out. End of watch. See you next time.